the Easter weekend. We're a day early and there is plenty of action to chew over over the coming holiday weekend. Uh, not least, Joel, a big uh, big meeting at Sale on Friday. Uh, gradually, Good Friday racing is becoming a thing and uh, the new Victorian meeting has uh, attracted some pretty good fields, as you'd expect, uh, with some pretty good money on offer. Yes, indeed. Yeah, good uh, good prize money right throughout the meeting, not just uh, the big uh, sprint race, the country discovery worth half a million dollars. So you've got a, a good lineup for that. Um, Brooklyn Hustle, obviously, coming back from a, a good slash unlucky run in the Galaxy, uh, Sabbath 2XL Group 1 winner, and see the return of Showmanship. I think he's one of the more exciting horses uh, at the meeting, seven from eight. Last start listed winner all the way back in September 2020. So really keen to see how uh, the Danny O'Brien trained Galloper returns for Bob Peters and Connections. Uh, yeah, really good program to look forward to. And then obviously building into uh, the final, I guess, the final Group 1 meeting of, uh, of the Autumn Carnival with Randwick, uh, the All-Aged and the Champagne Stakes. And speaking of those, Daniel, looks like we're going to have another rain-affected track, but... Uh couple of uh, intriguing Group 1 races there. Um, one of them, not so much a betting proposition with Fireburn uh, looking to become the seventh two-year-old to take uh, to complete the Triple Crown. Um, and amazingly, uh, <clears throat> only seven previously have attempted, uh, or seven uh, winners of the Golden Slipper and Sires have attempted the Champagne before, and six of them have won, and the other one was Sebring who came second. So Fireburn certainly looks pretty hard to beat, but uh, the all-age fairly wide open. You've spoken to Annabelle Neesham this week, and uh, she's had probably a, a, what you'd call an almost carnival. Um, you think she can th finish it on a high note, perhaps? I certainly do. Um, I think she got the three runners in, in the all-age on Saturday. Mwanga, the top seed, and I think, as Joel and I reveal, quite will feature prominently in that race. Um, but she's got a couple of a bigger odds as well that I'll, I'll give a case to as well in that race. He certainly thinks will run well, but it's a pretty uh, good addition to the all-age stakes. Tefani, of course, won this race uh, before. Uh, looks like it will be her last run before heading to stud. And another storyline, I guess, with Forbidden Love, one of the stars of the, the Sydney Autumn. Um, can he bounce back in a Doncaster after picking up two Group 1s prior? But... Uh, excellent days racing, also a couple of group races or stakes races at Caulfield and that and the big day at sale. So plenty to look forward to this weekend, Barks. All right, well, with a bit of a nod to uh, chronology, we'll start at the sale on the Friday, Dan, and uh, we'll start. We'll just get the big race and then your um your specials for the day. Uh, the big race is race six at sale on Good Friday. It is the Country Discovery. And as Joel mentioned, it is worth half a million bucks. It's a handicap over 1,100 metres. And uh, there's a few, there's the inform ones here, and there's uh, a few very interesting ones coming back from a spell. Which way did you lean, Dan? Yeah, really open race. Um, look, I'm going to be with, I've, made, I've put Lombardo on top, the six. I really liked his win, uh, the win in Adelaide last start. He didn't have it very easy up on the pace, but... Kicked on. It was a strong win through the line. He was strong through the line to win that. He's building quite an impressive record. Of course, tested in Group One grade um, last spring. Held his own. Gets a good draw here. And while he does face some pretty classy sprinters, 
Um, I'm going to be with him again. The, the six, so he's on top for me. Uh, in for second, I have the two, the Inferno, a very talented sprinter. Um, he gets well in here. Brooklyn Hustle, look, you know, on, on talent alone, she'd certainly be the one to beat. Can sort of mix her form a little bit, but um, look, you see the best of her. She'll be running on hard and, and take some holding out. And the 14 in for um, fourth is Snapper. Uh, probably a better horse, uh, sort of the, his best runs clearly have been at the Valley since arriving in Australia, former Kiwi, but um, and of course a very good run in a Group 1 last start at Mooney Valley. Back here, I think he's got to be given a chance in this. But six on top for me, top of the two, four and the 14. Joel, have you uh, had a, a close look at the country discovery yet or got any strong feelings about it? Uh, just a quick look, and I'll, I agree with Daniel. I like Lombardo. I, you know, listening to Mick Kent, Junior, before that first up run, he, he virtually said that it would need the run and that's sort of how it panned out. And then he went to Adelaide and, and was very dominant. So it, it's, there's nowhere to hide here. It's a pretty good field. He's got to take the next step, but he's drawn well. And I think he'll just, um, you know, sit close to the speed and, and be very hard to beat. And I thought the one at a bit of a price, Express Pass, I, I think he'll be a bit of a price without having seen the early markets. I, he's a pretty consistent sprinter and he just seems to have improved every preparation. And I thought just, you know, with a few more high-profile types in it, he could be the one to save on it uh, at an each-way price. All right, and Dan, your best comes up earlier in the program, the TRFM Good Friday Appeal Cup, and this is a 2,200-metre waste worth uh, $100,000. You're with number seven, Thought Provoking? Yeah, thought she was uh, really good at Cranbourne last start, stepping up to 2,025 metres. Um, not a whole heap of luck late in the piece. Uh, the winner there, Hardly Sweet, quite a, a talented horse. Um, I thought she should have finished close to that horse at Cranbourne, but it was a good run all the same. Um, it's a pretty decent draw here. A couple of her main rivals have, have to deal with awkward draws. I thought that was another thing in her favour, um, but up to 2,200 metres. Based on what she was able to do out to 2,000 for the first time last start, um, they're going well and will be hard to beat. So race four. Number seven, the best, the value comes up in race seven, Apre Lemur. Um, I think we'll be over the odds in this field. Going better than her sort of form, I think, indicates, especially sort of her last four or five runs. Um, she was quite good at Mooney Valley winning on New Year's Eve. Um, it was taken by that performance. And then so rose, rose to 1,400 metres next start, just sort of didn't run out the trip. The run first up this time in at Caulfield was um, good without a lot of luck. Wasn't far away from... Pretty handy types there and uh, finds an easier race here, second up. So I thought just was one over the odds for the um, for Jack Hill and Dean Bernays, Apri Lemur in race seven. Joel, did you uh, have any other thoughts on anything at sale on Good Friday? I'll be having something on Hardly Sweet in race three. I was making a case for her in the Oaks last week and uh, didn't make the trek up there. But, um, yeah, it's not an overly strong race here. The Country Oaks... Uh, the older mares have 55, the three-year-olds with 52. And, yeah, I think she can run you a good race. She was uh, just looking at the odds now. She's come up around $5 uh, with Rapid Achiever, the favourite. And, and no doubt she'll be the, the hardest to beat from the Ma Eustace camp. But, uh, yeah, I'll be having something on race three, number 10, Hardly Sweet. All right, on to Saturday we go. And to Randwick for the end of the Sydney Autumn Carnival, uh, marked as a heavy eight on Wednesday as we speak to you. Uh, so you would think rain affected of some flavour 
On Saturday, first of the black type races is race three, ACY Securities, Frank Packer Plate, 2,000 metre group three for three-year-olds at set weights, John. Yeah, always an intriguing race. It was always a, you know, a handful coming back from the derby and, and some sort of lightly raced promising types that just sort of hitting this race as their sort of grand final. And, and one of those who's come up a very warm favourite and you can easy to see why, number four, straight Aaron. He won the Carbine Club last time out, uh, reeled off the fastest last 200 of the day there to uh, just run past all his rivals. Uh, Chris Waller's won this race three of the last four years, and I think he can win it again. I like the same Quinella out of that race, Gel Mari. I like the way he's stuck on there in the Carbine Club, and he's going to get a good run from the inside draw. He's improving all the time. I think he's the, you know, if there's a little bit of a danger, it could be him. Number 10, Lukey Luke's one I've got plenty of time for. He missed a start in the derby as an emergency. They went to Hawkesbury instead, and he won again. He's won his last two there. He's a big uh, loping thing. He's got a big frame to still to fill into and he wanders around. He's got no idea, but he's uh, a real raw talent, this bloke. So I wouldn't be leaving him out. And three Raging Bull. He might be the one coming out of the derby. He missed the Rose Hill Guineas uh, when he was kicked by Animo behind the gate. So might have been a run short there in the derby and he ran quite well. Uh, I think if this is a testing 2,000 metres, he can uh, certainly be thereabouts. But four on top from five, ten and three. Yeah, with the four as well, straight Aaron. Impressive win in the Carbine um, Club last starts. I think on that effort, it'll be it'll be hard to beat. Looks a promising type, as does Lukey Luke. Um, look out of the Hawkesbury Class 1, 2,000 metres last start, but look to do that with a bit in hand. Um, ticks that sort of 2,000-metre box already um, and looks quite uh, another promising a gelding. Well, 11 paternal. Going to give another chance to just uh, too bad to be true. And the Tullock put up of an issue there was well beaten, was started one of the favourites in the field or in the market at seven to one. Um, but the win at Goulburn f- f- uh, two back was good with a horse at Frank the Form and but beating a horse at Frank the Form. And I just think if he can back to his best, he can um, run well in this. And in for fourth, have the two Morris's, me dad, who's look, been tested in some pretty good company. This prep, um, eighth in an Australian guineas and uh, not a lot of luck um, covering ground in an ATC derby last start. But look, I think his uh, runs early in the preparation have been quite good as well. And back in grade here, he can certainly um, figure 4 10 11 2. Race four at Royal Rambic on Saturday is the Mountain Chandon Champagne Stakes. 1600 metres set weights, group one. For two-year-olds, as I mentioned, Fireburn going to complete the Triple Crown here. Both the minor place-getters have fronted up. There's only only five rivals bothering to take her on. Both the minor place-getters from the side. And I guess the uh, the one to add interest from outside that form line is Williamsburg. Joel, can you see Fireburn getting beaten? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think she... Just should be winning again, dollar fifty, very short. But um, yeah, just that last two hundred meters, uh, that turn of foot in the size produce was very good. So I don't think she, the ones behind her can beat her. Count the headlights can settle closer, as can let's roll the dice, and they'll both be sued by the step up and trip. But I don't think they'll be beating or turning the tables on Fireburn. I've thrown Williamsburg in for second, just with that different form line on the back up. Uh, look, they've been really testing conditions, both of his wins. So. Um, you know, he's not going to lack for fitness. You know, he's going to grind out a mile. It's probably not going to be a hard mile because of the small field. But 
Uh, he can run the Quinella. I've got Let's Roll the Dice in for 30. was closing quite well in the size. And as I said, count the headlights. Just got a bit too far back there, but certainly won't be giving away as big a start on Saturday. Fireburn on top five from two, one and three. Yeah, five on top as well. She's um, been a bit of a revelation uh, this autumn. Gary Portelli, uh, fair enough, he's up and about, up and, about and uh, you reckon she, that, that she can't be beat based on what she's done so far. Um, the slipper win was outstanding and then backs it up up to 1,400 metres in, in the size produce. Um, should be really hard to beat Fireburn on top for me. Let's roll the dice in for second. Your horse will, Dundee or Colt will really appreciate the rise 1,600 metres. Um, a long way back in the size produce, but so the last 200 metres there was excellent. Um, really attacking the line. She's extreme in for third, and I've got the three. Count the headlights in for fourth. Five, one, six, three. Race five at Royal Randwick on Saturday. Moston Copper, James HB Carr. Stakes, 1,400 metres. Set weights and penalties for three-year-old fillies at group three level, Joel. Yeah, look, the presence of Espiona dampens my confidence a little bit here, but uh, I like Party for One. I tipped her in the PJ Bell a couple of weeks ago, and it was uh, the Godolphin Quartet uh, was all that uh, stood in front of her from winning. She ran a good race for fifth. She just missed fourth. She sort of was a little bit one-paced early in the straight, but really like the last 50 metres there. She surged. Uh, I think she's crying out for 1400 She's going to be 9 or $10, so I'm going to back her each way. Certainly Quinella with Espiona, who drops back nicely in grade here. Looks very well placed on, you know, could possibly get into a soft track, so that's going to suit. She draws well. She just got too far back in the Coolmore. Uh, you know, whilst the bubble has burst, I, I guess, to some degree, her first two runs were pretty good. Um, so she's the hardest to beat. In for third, number six, Comrade Rosser. Thought she was the one out of the, uh, the other one out of the PJ Bell that caught the eye. Uh, did nice late work there and should be suited out to 1,400. One festival dancer did an excellent job at the back end of her last prep. She strung them together, four wins, including a group three, and then was placed in the group two, Sandown Guinea. She's pretty well placed here under these conditions. Five on top, though, for me from two, six, and one. I'm with the six, Comrade Rosa. Love the first that win at Newcastle. Um, short odds justified that quote. It was an impressive win to the eye. She then... So the PJ Bell second up, stayed at 1,200 metres. A long way back there, but reeled off some pretty quick late splits. Um, a big effort to run into sixth. I think we'll <coughs> rise a triple help her. She's quite a promising filly. Um, there's a few of them in this field, but uh, I like her at an each-way price, so she's on top pick. Espiona in for seconds. Um, look, see, a little disappointing on disappointing might be a little bit unfair but considering what she did in the spring she come back in with a, a couple of a group two and group one placing and then disappointing in the cool more i guess last start um but overall not a bad little autumn uh bit of a freshen up here finds a neat weaker race to what she's seen in those and um she can atone five party for one and nine atelli um a couple of impressive wins first second up from that filly uh warrants Spot in the top four, I thought. Six, two, five, and nine. Race six at uh, at Randwick on Saturday is the TAB Hallmark Stakes. 1,200 metres, set weights and penalties, a group three, Joel. A big parade for mine. Looks to get 
full control of this race. He's a very consistent horse. Eight wins from 17, including seven from 10. Over this distance, thought he was very gussy first up in the Galaxy, giving five kilos to the winner. That was a very good effort. There's been winning form out of that race already. And he, as I said, just gets control of this race and very hard to beat. Seven Quantico just wants the track to keep drying out. They've been trying to dodge heavy tracks. Uh, if it gets into the soft range, I, I guess it's probably time for them to pull the trigger and send him round. And he can be competitive. Uh, six Signore Fox, he's another one that probably wants it to dry out a little bit more. But he's run okay on soft ground. Just forgetting the run at Mornington. Um, Damien Oliver wasn't 100% happy with his action there. But he got back on that tight turning track, 59 kilos. It was just a bit of a forgive run, I think. And four Roheron who will get back, but will be finishing off very strongly. He's got that lovely fresh record, five wins from six goes. Three on top from seven, six, and four. Yeah, similar numbers with the three on top. Big Parade, I thought his run in the, the Galaxy first up was um, was excellent. Just <clears throat> no match late for an informed Shelby 66, but an impressive return at the to return in that order in the, in the top level. Good second up record um, and loves racing here at Randwick. So three on top. Seven Quantico, bit of a freshen since the new market there. Um, I think a better horse than that can quickly bounce back. Second up, in for third, Signore Fox, and for fourth, Kementara. I think it has a chance first up in this. Um, but three will be hard to beat on top of seven, six, and one. Race seven at Royal Randwick on Saturday. Sharp extensive IT, JRA plate, 2000 metre quality group three, Joel. I might be uh, completely bonkers putting this horse on top, but uh, we'll see how we go. Number 11, Papalino, I think, can run a bit of a race here, this French import. He's run some decent races since arriving in Australia. His first run in the Eclipse Stakes was very good. Uh, he wasn't too bad in the Coongee last prep and then had a few things against. He's only raced on good three and good four. His best form through France was on wet ground, and this is the first time he strikes it. First run for Matthew Smith. His trials haven't been... Um, you know, haven't been brilliant, but I don't think they've been bad. And I just thought at huge odds, um, you could do worse than just have a couple of dollars each way on him. No doubt the two up the top, the two mares, hold the key, in particular Ice Bath, if she can run the 2,000, and she should be able to. Uh, Sacred Falls out of a Savile mare shouldn't be too much of an issue. She gets her chance to win, just got a bit too far back, and the pattern didn't really suit last week in the Queen of the Turf. So... Yet again, a group one has eluded her, but um, she will be hard to beat here. Two, Polly Gray, very good wet tracker. She should have won last time out, just held up at the wrong stage there when Mount Popper got going. That form's been franked. She's up five kilos here. She was very well placed under the set weights and penalties last time. Not as well placed here, but certainly a chance. Uh, the wetter, the better for her. And seven, Maroney. Well, he has to be a chance if uh, you like Polly Gray because he gets a nice weight swing on her. That was a good effort, his first start in Australia. Uh, going for a, a real bolter here, 11 from 1, 2 and 7. With the 6 on top, Harmony Rose, looks probably also won't want to see much more, if any more rain, between now and, and Saturday. Um, she much prefers the dry track. She's got a couple of wins on, on soft ground, but anything sort of soft 7 or worse, probably... Um, might be too wet for her. It was good to see her back in the winner's circle last start in the Albury Cup. She's she a very talented mare who won a few races early on. Um, through, I guess, a bit of a lean trot um, of late. But back to form in the Albury Cup, dominant sort of win from up on the pace there. Um, 
doesn't think she... If it's not too wet, she's certainly a very big winning chance. Two Polly Gray, obviously an elite wet tracker. Um, as Joel said, that Mount Popa form and the, the Neville Selwood Stakes being franked. <clears throat> In for third, one Ice Bath. Um, just a rock-solid, consistent mare and also always runs well in the bigger races. The 2,000 metres, somewhat of a query, but she's the class of the field and takes her a long way. And in for fourth, the three, New Marion, clearly wants 2,000 metres now. Um, it, was, it was evident the Doncaster just sort of whacked away, just held his ground there, gets the extra trip here, and um, I think can improve um, significantly. Six, two, one, and three. And the big one is race eight at Royal Rambic on Saturday. It is the Schweppes All Age Stakes, fourteen hundred metres, standard weight for age, Group One, worth six hundred thousand. Joel, a full field of fourteen to face the starter. Yeah, I am keen on Moanga here, number one. Uh, very smart performer. He hasn't won since the Wink Stakes back in August last year, but uh, look at some of his defeats since. Uh, placed in a McKenna and Maccabi Diva, fourth in the Cox Plate. And runner-up in the Futurity when he resumed back on uh, February 26, just landed a pair further back than perhaps many people thought he would there and then shuffled back, had to come wide against the pattern of the day. Thought he was very good chasing home Sierra Sue. Missed the George Ryder uh, with a little bit of a spiked temperature. Uh, so assuming he's all okay and, and well through that, I think he's going to be very hard to beat. I do think Tafane is the, the biggest danger. Just that uh, probably the mile, you know, she's run some good races at the mile, but 1,400, this is her trip, because she won this race two years ago. She's had six goes at the 1,400. She's had four Group 1 wins and a couple of Group 1s third. So she's elite at this distance, and I think she's the hardest to beat. 14 in the Congo, the three-year-old in for third. I think he's ready to feet here third up. On the backup, no match for Mizzou last week, but that's no disgrace. That horse is flying. Prior to that, he was very good in the Galaxy with a big weight for a three-year-old. And in for fourth, number 10, Sierra Sue, who I touched on before, having won the Futurity, went to the All-Star Mile, just got a bit too far back there. Tempo didn't really suit. She can settle closer here. And again, 1,400 metres is her distance. One on top from 9, 14 and 10. Yeah, pretty keen on Moanga as well. Um, seven weeks between runs, the Futurity, a very good effort there um, behind the informed Sierra Sue. Um, I think a bad thing being kept fresh for this. He's a very good horse when fresh. He won the weak stakes over this track and trip first up. Um, I think he's the best horse in the race, and this looks a nice race for him here, Moanga. It'll be hard to beat. Six, the stable mate, Laws of Indices. Um, good run in the George Ryder for third, sticking on there after uh, settling handy. Doncaster run, I thought, was okay. It was finished midfield. Um, but finished 10th or 20 there. It was sort of five lengths off the winner, Mr. Brightside. But I thought it was an okay effort. Just the heavy nine, those sort of conditions I don't think he loves. Um, we'll get a slightly drier track here. Uh, in for third, Forbidden Love. Uh, back in distance key for her. thought her run was a Doncaster w was good. First got uh, rising to the 1,600 metres, but uh, the form this autumn has been awesome. couple of Group 1 wins, 13 and 1,500 metres. I think back in triple really help really help her. And in for fourth, I've got the 14 in the Congo on the quick backup. Good run last week behind an inform one. Um, I think can give, a sh give, a sh give this a shake as well. 1, 6, 8, 14 for me. 
Alrighty, and your best was Moanga for both of you, but your uh, your value bets are going head to head, and that's uh, race five, number five for Joel, party for one, race five, number eight for Dan Comrade Rosa. As always on Easter Saturday, although not next year, I suppose, with uh, Caulfield closed, Caulfield is the venue for Melbourne Racing, and there are three stakes races. On the card, we start off in race four, and that is the Galilee Series final. Uh, it is the Elvis Fergus Galilee Series final. 2,400 metres, uh, listed race, set weights and penalties for three-year-olds with uh, the Cunning Fox has 59 and Mamunia and Fiorentless have 55. The rest have 57. How did you see this one, Joel? Yeah, I've gone with uh, the visitor here, number 12, Mamunia, down from Sydney. She was 1,300 to 2,000 in the Adrian Knox. thought she kept finding the line very well. I guess you know, they could have gone to the Oaks last week, but just, to, you know, I guess, backing up third up into the prep hadn't been the ideal prep. So I, I think, uh, you know, dodge the Oaks, come down here, and I guess there's Adelaide and Queensland to think about too. But, um, yeah, I like the way she's coming along. She's drawn well, and Jamie Carr, having ridden her in Sydney, uh, she'll know a bit more about her. So I'm pretty keen on 12. Uh, to beat a couple, uh, or to beat the Quinella coming out of the St. Ledger trial there at Bendigo. Uh, I've got two Ashy Boy in for second. Not much between him and the Cunning Fox. Um, Cunning Fox had his measure there, but just a little bit, a little bit better barrier draw for Ashy Boy. And uh, Linda Meach, good, um, good jockey, but even better on horses close to the speed. So he'll get his chance. And in for fourth, number 11, Sirocco Gale, who is a maiden out of a Australian Oaks winner in Gust of Wind. Got to 2,000 metres at Cranbourne uh, the other night. Came off a bit of fair way out, but I like the way he kept plugging on. That was with 59 kilos. That effort suggested that the 2,400 would be a positive. 12 on top for me from 2, 1 and 11. Pretty much the same numbers. I'm really keen on the 12, Mamunia. I think that Sydney form is... Uh, the best exposed form in this race, uh, for mine anyway, third in the Adrian Knox behind, behind Honey Creeper. And she, she was sharply up in trip that day. I think she's going to eat up 2,400 metres, 55 kilos from a good draw. She ticks a lot of boxes, um, the 12, and pretty keen on her. One, the Cunning Fox in next. Enjoyed a nice run at, at Bendigo last start, but um, got the job done there. I thought it was okay at Alistair Clark before that. Tracking up well in what is his debut preparation. Ashy Boy was tough in that race at Bendigo behind the Cunning Fox. That wide there. Um, very good effort. And we had a five weeks in between runs. In for, uh, prior to that, when second at Yarra Valley. Yeah, the Tasmanian Derby already got some um, uh, second in a listed race. So the nephew, stablemate of the Cunning Fox. I just think he's going along quite well. Even though he's been up for a while, he still seems to be holding his form pretty well. And 11, also giving Sirocco Gale um, a chance in this rise in 2,400 metres. But keen on the 12, top of 1, 2 and 11. And I had them the top two the other way around. I had the Cunning Fox ahead of Mamunia. Uh, and I got Ashy Boy and Turn It Up Tommy for third and fourth. So that would be a 1, 12, Two and four. Uh, 
across to race seven, which is the second of the black type races at Caulfield on Saturday. Tobin Brothers celebrating lives. Easter Cup, 2,000 metre group three handicap. Joel, full field of 16 to face the starter here. Yeah, very uh, competitive race here. I've gone with number 10, Rock. He's got a couple of duck eggs next to his name and he's probably not getting any any better. He's been around a little while, but I thought his golden mile run wasn't too bad. 1,600, got back off a wide gate, worked to the line quite well. They stepped him out to 2,000 metres last prep and he chased home, think it over. Got within a length of him. Did have a fair bit of weight off him, but I thought that was a good effort and suggested that you know he could run this trip with the right sort of run. He should get that from this gate, can settle a bit closer. And I thought at each way odds, he could run well. Number nine, Secret Blaze, fourth up last prep. He went to the JRA Cup with Craig Williams on and he won. He's getting back into form now with that good second at Flemington behind Pondus last time out. So fourth up, Williams on. I think he can run well. Four, Zaydani was very good first up at Bendigo. She'll improve with the step up in distance. Just has a bad gate to contend with. So she's going to need a bit of luck. And I've thrown number 12, Grand Slam in for fourth. He was 1,400 to 2,000 in that race behind Pondus. Should have a fair bit of improvement in him. 10 from 4, 9 and 12. I've got two on top. Pondus uh, thrashed him over this trip two back. And then 2,500 metres in the Mornington Cup. No match for a red-hot Crystal Pegasus, one of the more informed horses in the country. But his run was good. Pondus behind that horse. Um, back to back to 1,000 metres here. I think he'll, uh, he'll take some beating. Six Sacramento, the one will roll forward and... Look, 2,000 metres, I think, is his go. Bit of an issue in the Mornington Cup and one of the first horses beaten, but uh, I think he's a better 2,000-metre horse and he's a 2,400-metre horse. Um, he'll get some cheek out in front. 17, Milford, uh, third up here. Excellent run in the Golden Mile, third behind Cherry Tortoni and very good run first up, 600 metres. Looking for this trip now, I think. Gets in at 54 kilos. And in for fourth, I have the 16, T Waters. Um, contested a derby last prep. Finished third behind a Totsu. Uh, second up here. Might need another one to show, before showing his best, but I think he's a pretty classy gelding and 2,000 metres will suit. 2, 6, 17, 16. Uh, Pondus for me too, to beat uh, the stable mate, the King of Leagrants. Uh, Sacramento and Defibrillate, 2, 1, 6 and 7. The other black type race at Caulfield on Saturday is race 8. Ned's Victoria Handicap, 1,400-metre handicap at Group 3 level, Joel. I've gone with uh, 2, I Am Superman. He was off a bit of a break between runs there in the Golden Mile. Had the, the big weight and I thought he ran quite well. Um, in the worst ground, I like him back to 1,400 metres here. He's got a good gait, should be dry ground. He gets his chance. Uh, three kiss on all four cheeks. Just put a pen through the Doncaster run on the very heavy track prior to that. She was a very strong winner at Flemington. Uh, number four, Arameo. He can be a big improver away from wet ground. He's been kept fresh since that Newcastle Newmarket run first up. Uh, his uh, dry runs last prep were very good. They included a second in the Epsom. And nine, Ayrton. Uh, real talent. Haven't seen him since uh, September. It was a bit of a, a short spring prep. Uh, he's sure to be fancied. Uh, just look at him. He starts odds on all the time. He's got a lovely gait. So no doubt he'll get better with uh, with a run, but he's unbeaten fresh and has to be respected. Two on top from three, four and nine. Yeah, probably never again for kissing all four cheeks on, on the heavy track. And I was a very wet, very wet track. And it was a hot race at Doncaster, but um, she just didn't find anything there. And in, in, in that sort of going, going off the runs, 
before that, the first up and second up run in Ascot and Flemington, respectively. The winner, Flemington, was outstanding. Um, I think back in back a bit in grade here. Um, I think she um, she can certainly atone, and I think she's the one to beat. Nine Ayrton, obviously a, a raw talent, five of seven, and um, very good off a wide run when third listed race uh, last spring before having a head off for head off for a sp- an injury juice spell. Three from three at this track. Um, if he's wound up here first up. Um, Certainly take beating. 16, Bermudez, very consistent gelding. Um, has to be included. Drawn to get a good run. And in for fourth, the two, I am Superman. 3, 9, 16, 2. Kicking all four cheeks for me as well to beat Ayrton, Poland and High Stranger. 3, 9, 12 and 5. Uh, now, Joel, your best was, uh, in fact, both of you boys, your best was race four, number 12, Mamunia. Joel, we heard about your value bet too. That's race seven, number 10, Rock. Daniel, tell us about your value bet, which also happens to be mine, and that's race nine, number six, Glint of Hope. That's good to hear. I like this filly. She's third up here. Um, beat all by my whisper last start. My whisper was impressive winning a stakes race in Adelaide last um, last weekend, and Glint of Hope had to give her four and a half kilos that day at Sandown Hillside. Um, very promising filly. Stays at 1,600 metres, but I don't think they'll... Well, there are too much. She's got former Ann Daisies in the spring. Um, deserves another win for sure and um, gets a good chance here, I think. So pretty keen on her in the last. Race sign number six. All righty. Uh, my best, if you're interested, was Kiss on All Four Chicks. Race eight, number three. Across to the Adelaide Hills and Oakbank, traditional venue for uh, Easter Saturday racing in SA, but uh, a bit of a different flavour this year, a bit sad for many, with uh, the jumps racing no longer occurring. So there is no Bondusa, there's no Great Eastern, uh, there's no Yolumba Classic Hurdle. Uh, interesting to see what the effect on crowd and turnover is. Could go either way, in my opinion. Uh, there is a black type race still, and that is the Harcourts Adelaide Hills Railway Stakes. That is race eight at Oak Bank on Saturday. Daniel, listed quality over 1,100 metres. What did you like? I like the three. Rock the Ring comes out of the Marnie listed race first up. Third to Lombardo, who I've obviously given a chance in that feature at sale on Friday. He's had three wide, Rock the Ring. Didn't have an easy run. Um, out there, Baron Vorsa couldn't really find cover. Um, sort of the two, Rock the Ring and the other horse on speed, sort of pestered Lombardo a bit in the run. That winner was good kicking away, but Rock the Ring was good running on into second. Um, I think I think second up, two-time winner, second up. Um, I think he's the one to beat in this Rock the Ring. He's on top, in for second. I've got 15, Gaze Gree. Very talented mare on a day. Can mix her form, but she showed um, back in grade to a benchmark 68 last start, and she uh, she showed her class with a pretty dominant performance there. It's a bit of a step up in grade from that, but I think she's up to it based on her best form. One all banter and seven extra mile in for fourth. Or should have finished a bit closer first up behind Lombardo and rocked the ring extra time. Um, I think a bit of over the odds in this field anyway. 315 and Rock the Ring Race 8, number three, was your best on the program. Talk us through your value bet, which comes up in the previous. 
Yeah, not much value on the card. I think Sabona was probably the best way, yeah, the best each way play of the day for mine on the, as I said, a race. So not much, um, a card, not much values. She's about, he's about $8 at the moment. Very good in the Mount Gambier Cup, the, the hometown cup last start. Um, covered a bit of ground there, sort of drew wide, was in no man's land for much of the race, but kept coming strongly to run on well into third. It was a very good performance. Um, just racing well this time in, sort of taking on a lot of those sort of country cups in in South Australia and, and running well. She knows how to win eight from 26. Um, I think ticks a lot of boxes here and happy to be with her. Race seven, uh, happy to be with him, sorry. Race seven, number two. All right, Joel, any thoughts on um, on Oakbank? Uh, just trying to get our cash back from race one, number two, Ponte Deera. Uh, mentioned him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he trialled well in New Zealand, debuted for Michael Hickmott. Was well-backed, but unfortunately bombed the start, and that was race over. I thought he did a pretty good job to close off uh, into fifth. Uh, strike awards opened up odds on. It will be hard to beat, but uh, I think Ponte Deera would have taken a, a fair bit of experience out of that debut. Winker's on. Hopefully he can uh, be on his best manners and uh, get us uh, some early spending money. All righty. Back to Eagle Farm for Brisbane Metro Racing on Easter Saturday. And there are two listed races starting in race seven, the 4X Daybreak Lover, 1,400 metres, set weights for three-year-olds. Dan, how did you see this one? Yeah, with the very talented Cape Breton on top. I like to win at Sydney first up and then covered ground. Um, just didn't finish the race off of the Canberra Guineas last start. Um, he's a better horse than that, can bounce back here with a bit of a freshen up since then. Um, he's going to be on top for me, I think, is in each way. Good each way play. Green belt in next. Um, talking about talented horses, this one is certainly that. Unbeaten Colts, declaration of war, US, US bred. The two wins from two starts in um, his debut campaign earlier in the year both over 1,600 metres, and look, it's a bit of an awkward draw here, but there's not a whole lot of speed, so we should be able to cross from that wide draw and, and find the front, I think. And he'll take some running down if it's wound up first up. Perhaps maybe looking for a little bit further than 1,400 metres and comes up against some pretty handy horses, but um, we'll certainly give a side out in front, and we'll be one to follow this preparation, I think. One release of beans is excellent from a long way back at Eagle Farm, first up, 1,400 metres suits, and... The two flying crazy in for fourth. Four, eight, one, two. Race eight at Eagle Farm on Saturday. TAB Ascot Quality. Uh, a listed uh, handicap. This one is over a thousand metres, Daniel. Yeah, Estella Rocker on top for me. A bit of an awkward draw. Just a jump from 13. From, um, well, if the emergency's come out, she'll probably jump from 12. But still an awkward draw. And the saving grace, I think, is there's plenty of speed on in the race. So she's a quite a speedy mare herself, likes to settle Landy, but there's a few more uh, drawn inside her that will, will, will roll forward. She might be able to get a bit of cover three wide, um, maybe around midfield or sort of five or six horses off the lead and get the last crack at them. She did that. She saddled just off the speed at Mooney Valley last start. I got the last crack and it was far too good for him. She's a mare that has... Strong form in Melbourne, uh, around the likes of the Inferno and Ballistic Lover over these sprint trips. Um, taking a Brisbane for a bit of a, a Queensland assault, and I think she can um, 
she can certainly make her presence felt starting with this race here. So I'm pretty keen on her as to lock. I hope she gets a bit of luck in running. But if so, she'll be hard to hold out the third at the five. Seven and next, Kylisi. Uh, very good fresh horse. I mean, trialling up really well for this. One, Zoo Style will be one of those horses that will roll forward. He's drawn a little bit awkwardly as well, but I dare say he'll have the speed to, to lead this with Emerald Kingdom, um, perhaps on his outside. Um, has to be included. First up form is outstanding. Five wins from seven. And in for fourth, I've got the six written beauty. Um, hasn't won for some time, but look, she was testing some good races last prep in Sydney. And I thought held her own there without um, sort of without winning. But talented mare who can um, figure in this with 54 kilos. But keen on the five on top of seven, one and six. Alrighty, uh, so that is races seven and eight. Yes, you uh, were keen on the five. That was your best race eight, number five, Esther LaRocca. Talk us through your value bet race six, number two, always sure. Yeah, probably won't actually, looking at the prices now, probably won't be a, a bigger price as Esther LaRocca, who's come up a bigger price than I thought she would, but always sure. Um, I think will be a good bet in race six. Just looking for a, a dry track. She's He's had. Two runs on soft and heavy services in midways that is past two in Sydney. Um, just hasn't <clears throat> really been able to fire a shot there. But back onto a dry track, he's won all four of his four wins have come on uh, on top of the ground. The 1,600 metres as well is key. He's won two from two over the trip. Um, with an informed J- James Orman on board, I think Gary Moore will be yeah, taking him north for a dry track and I think we'll be coming right away with a win for him. He's I think going better than his form indicates and... He gets the job done first leg of the quaddy. Race six, number two. All righty, Joel, any thoughts on Eagle Farm? Uh, just early in the day, race two, number seven, Reggie Wood. Uh, he was a good winner two runs back on the Kensington track and then just found it too heavy at Canterbury. He was in today uh, in Sydney, but again, scratched from a heavy track. Looks really well placed here. Gets a big drop in weight and uh, should find a firmer track. I think he's uh, yeah got a bit too much class for this lot. Alrighty, well, uh, we don't have, uh, due to uh, us coming out a day early, we don't have form for Ascot Saturday in this week's winning post. We do, however, have Ascot Good Friday. Uh, so to to extend your punting possibilities on uh, Good Friday, full form for that meeting, as well as uh, fields for Canberra. And Kalgoorlie and Launceston, and in fact, our Tassie readers have full form for Launceston Friday. As well, but another thing we don't have is New Zealand Saturday fields because uh, they also came out too late for the deadline. Um, have you got any? I don't know if they're out yet, Joel. Are you? Uh, have you got any thoughts on those uh, for the listeners or not? Uh, no, the, the fields have come out, but I haven't had a good look. I know there is a Group One uh, at Tarapa. It's the Thoroughbred Breeders Stakes of the Phillies and Mares, and a pretty good clash between Coventina Bay, who's been in sparkling form. She's won her past couple. And the three-year-old filly Imperatrice from the Tiakau team. Probably not much between them. Um, and is only eight in the field, having a look now. So, yeah, probably uh, I couldn't sort of lean either way. Not much of a betting race, but certainly a good spectacle. Rightio. Uh, that then wraps up the previous section of the podcast. Brings us to our best $20 bet for the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Lazy 
Well, we really need to dig, dig ourselves out of a hole here. Uh, we've had three wipeouts in a row. Joel, how are you going to get us out? Well, it's a huge, long weekend of racing. We're going to need to uh, build a bit of a bank. So I'm going uh, off-Broadway here. Toowoomba, Thursday afternoon. <laughs> um, got a very special horse running around there. Race three, number 11, Price, uh, spelled P-R-Y-C-E. Lightly raced Philly. She won at Toowoomba on debut. This is her home track and then went to Doombin. I thought she was a real black booker there. She finished fourth by self-indulgent. That was back in January. She's tuned up with a very smart trial win. And I see she's already been eight into five. So you've got to be quick these days. But um, I think she'll win and get you a bit of uh, spending money for the weekend. Uh, I'm going to go to Caulfield for mine. Race number four, the 12, Mamunia. And I'll also go early on the Caulfield Saturday card. And that is a horse called Clemenceau, which is race two, number 11. So that wraps up the podcast for this week, listeners. Uh, leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It is online as we speak to you. It will be in the shops, we hope. Uh, all around Australia, first thing on Thursday morning with uh, the fields for Thursday, full form for Thursday night at Pakenham. As I mentioned, uh, plenty of form for your Good Friday and then our usual great Saturday and Sunday coverage. So have a great Easter, everybody. Back plenty of winners and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.